Hey folks, welcome back to the Culture Jack podcast. I'm Dustin, your host, and on today's episode, we're going to be recapping, reviewing, and discussing WandaVision episode number seven. Now, as a warning, there will be spoilers for episode seven of WandaVision, so proceed with caution. And if you haven't watched the episode already, why don't you go back, watch WandaVision episode seven. It was a great one on Disney plus, and then come back to this podcast and you can listen to me talk about the episode. And then you can listen to me talk about some theories and conspiracies that I've heard online as well as some of my own. All right. So we're going to jump right into it at the beginning of the episode. It kind of starts with Wanda. She's very, it seems like she's hung over in bed and then she's, you know, talking to the camera a la a mockumentary style like The Office or Parks and Rec, just kind of that, you know, very personal interview. She's looking right at the camera and uh, when she's talking, she's like, you know, we've all been there, uh, intentionally expanding the borders of our false world that we've created. And then it shows like a flashback of all of those sword officers being sucked into the hex and then uh, Billy and Tommy they come in the room and they say mom mom you know wake up uh, our game is freaking out and then it flashes to them and they're they're playing some I can't recognize the game maybe they're playing on a Nintendo Wii but then it transforms into a GameCube controller and then it transforms again into the old Atari controller and then it transforms into some Uno cards <laughs> actually and then Billy he he says you know and and also you know my head is like really noisy and the past episodes have shown us that Billy has this connectedness to at least the people in Westview and to Vision as well and Wanda you know she's like you know mommy's sleeping or or, no she said mommy's not sleeping she's just resting her eyes and I've heard that line from some women in my life, but regardless, uh, she decides that she's going to stay, take a quarantine style, uh, staycation just, just to herself. And so she goes down, uh, goes downstairs. The boys are arguing. She like looks at him like she's going to do something. And she's like, Nope, not today. And she goes to bat down the stairs, goes and gets some cereal. And when she gets the cereal, the milk that she pulls out of the fridge is uh, some almond milk and then it transforms into some just regular whole ass milk it seems like and uh, there was a guy actually that I was watching on TikTok who made a joke because this fandom the MCU fandom uh, but in particular this WandaVision fandom are very prone to conspiracy and very keen to see numbers where there aren't numbers to see things where there aren't necessarily things and so he said that Wanda wanted almond milk but she got regular dairy milk and so Wanda in a coming episode is going to have diarrhea I thought that was a very uh, kudos to the man who came up with that joke online I don't know who you are but you're a you're a mad genius you're so good so so good so then um there's like a office style intro and we all kind of assumed that it was going to be an office themed episode, especially with these kind of fourth wall breaking. Oh, and that's what the episode's called breaking the fourth wall or 
Yeah, I think that's what it is. Breaking the fourth wall. So uh, there's a couple things of interest in the intro that is all Wanda's name written out in different ways. And the music is all uh, boppy, boppy, boppy. What the, what the hell? What the fuck is a boppy, boppy? <laughs> the music is very upbeat, similar to the music from uh, Scranton in the office. And so it's very reminiscent of, of that. And there's a couple things in one of them, a license plate that says Wanda also has numerically written out Stan Lee's birthday on there. So the nice little homage to him. There's also one that looks like a ransom note that says, I know what you're doing, what you are doing, Wanda. And there's another, another sign that's like a sorry we're closed sign, but it's sorry we're Wanda. And so that's kind of an interesting thing uh, in that it's like the people of Westview know that that's their personality now. That's who they have been overtaken by is this Wanda lady. And uh, then it, you know, it's Wanda, 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 Wanda. And then Vision slides into the scene as well. That could be a foreshadowing because Wanda and Vision are separate right now of them reuniting to take on what will eventually be what will eventually be the big bad I think um and then at the end it says it's created by Wanda Maximoff and I I'm, I don't know if we've gotten that particular little sign off there you know who's the guy that made the law and order who's the guy that made Simpsons Simpsons is Matt Groening I don't know who the law and order guy is but you know those shows and it it credits them in the title sequence. And so this one credited Wanda Maximoff as being the creator of this show. Then we go uh, to outside the hex and it's with Hayward's team. And he's asking, you know, what's going on with the broadcast, the WandaVision broadcast. And they, his team says it's gone silent. It's dead. And uh, he says, we'll make sure that they're ready to launch today. Or they say they're ready to launch today. What are they launching? We're going to see in the next two episodes what they're launching, what they're trying to do, because now we know, well, that later in the episode, I'm going to keep going with the recap. I'm getting too much into uh, conjecture at this point. Um, so then inside the hex, uh, Vision, who we last had being torn apart by the, uh, the removal of the hex when he went outside of it, he was then reabsorbed into it. He, he woke up and he's in the circus. That was made out of the sword encampment outside of town and all of the officers and soldiers who were in that encampment. And if you remember, Darcy got sucked in there as well. But he meets Darcy at the circus and it was really it's a really fun interaction because it's like uh, she thinks that he is trying to pick her up. And she's like, no, hard pass. And she's an escape artist. So she just breaks out of some chains to get away from this particular romantic interest, I guess. Um, then it goes over to Wanda and she asked the kids if they've seen uh, vision and they say, no, where is he? Um, and she says, you know, if he doesn't want to be here, then he's not going to, not going to be here. And then the kids ask, what was uncle P uncle Pietro, obviously talking about when he said that dad could be killed again. And Wanda very sternly says, don't, don't believe anything that man says. He is not your uncle. So they they don't know 
who Pietro is. Uh, and then she has a very, you know, earnest heart to heart with them. And she says she doesn't have all the answers. And it goes back to like the mockumentary style interview where they ask her, they, oh no, she just says, well, the kids have heart. They got tough skin. I mean, their father's made of vibranium for gosh sakes. And, um, Agnes comes over. Wanda whips the door open with her magic without a care in the world. And she's like, come on in Agnes. And Agnes comes in and she offers to take the kids off of Wanda's hands. And the kids are like, no, someone should stay here with you because you can't be alone right now. And she's like, no, go with Agnes, go with Agnes. There's been some murmurings online about this particular handoff because earlier in the series, there was a point where Agnes offered to babysit the children again. And Vision was like, you know, when's the last time you washed your hands? Blah, 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 blah. No, maybe you, maybe we shouldn't. And so is, is this, okay, again, we're getting into the, the rumor stuff. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, so Agnes herds them out the door and she had asked Wanda to check out a suspicious mole on her back. And she said, oh, no, that's overstepping. But then she asked the kids about it again on the way out the door. And then Wanda's looking around and things start uh, changing in her house. Is this um, just like little, little tiny things at first? More of them change later in the episode. And then it goes back to that interview. And she's like, I'm fine. Everything's, everything's fine. I've got everything under control. Back again outside of the hex, Jimmy Woo and Monica uh they they start talking as they're driving they're talking about the email that Darcy was able to get out to them before she was captured by sword about project cataract and it turns out that sure enough Hayward was trying to bring vision back online in order to in order to weaponize him most likely and this could be an introduction to the sentinels i'm getting very excited about this it's better not be a big letdown i mean I don't know what I'll do if it is. There's nothing I can do. But anyway, um, Monica, uh, then they meet up with their liaison. It's a group in fatigues uh, with Major Goodner is the, the character that's introduced. And they, for Monica, have prepared an armored looking ATV and a spacesuit for Monica as well. Uh, then back inside the hex, was that the, that wasn't the engineer. We'll talk about that later too. I, I know this whole episode is going to be museum. We'll talk about it later. Talk about that. I've got all this stuff written down. Don't worry. Um, back inside the hex vision frees Darcy from Wanda's spell. And Darcy's like, wow, man, you know, a part of me wanted to be a guest spot on the series, but uh, not like that or something along those lines. And then the ringmaster comes, he's like, you guys are on, let's go. And then Darcy hits him in the face. And it's very satisfying because he was the soldier that previously had handcuffed her to the, to the truck outside of the hex. Um, More things back with Wanda are, are changing at this point. The, the wallpaper, the furniture, the stork, the stork comes back. That was in a previous episode. It glitches in Uh, back in the, the interview again. Wanda says something about what's going on and the interviewer then says, do you think maybe this is what you deserve? Wanda's like, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to talk. 
And then we get uh, to the commercial of the episode, which is a depression medication called uh, Nexus. Some interesting quotes from Nexus. I'm going to read you a couple here that I, I jotted down. It works to anchor you back to reality or a reality of your choice. Side effects include feeling your feelings, confronting your truth, seizing your destiny, and possibly more depression. You should not take Nexus unless your doctor has cleared you to move on with your life. Nexus. Because the world doesn't revolve around you. Hmm. Interesting, interesting stuff. Really, it really gets you, it really grabs you. I love these commercials in these episodes. They're so great. So then Agnes uh, is, is with the boys at her house, and they're having lunch. And as they're, they're having lunch, or she gets them something to drink, Billy... Uh, Agnes asked how he likes it here and he says he likes it here and he's petting the, the rabbit, Senior Scratchy or Mr. Scratchy because it's quiet. The, her house is quiet. And then she lo- he looks at Agnes and he says, you're, you're quiet too on the inside. And she tells, she tries to reassure the boys. She says, you know, you don't have to worry about um, your mom. She's a super mom. She can do anything. And then it goes to her interview and she's like, Ralph says, I, I sugarcoat things. Wait, there was a point in the show too, where she said she doesn't bite. And then it was in the interview and she's like, I actually did bite a child once <laughs> or something like that. Um, back outside the hex again, uh, Monica takes this armored ATV and tries, tries to drive it through the hex. And then that fails And she looks back at Jimmy and she looks at the hex and she looks back at Jimmy and Jimmy's like, no, don't do it. And she's like, I'm going to do it. And she runs through the hex without the ATV. um, And uh, she, she breaks through. This is where she gets her power. She hears voices. She hears Nick Fury's voice. She hears her mom's voice, uh, Maria Rambo. She hears Captain Marvel's voice and she hears Jimmy Woo's voice. And then when she breaks through, her eyes are glowing white and she can see different spectrums of light, uh, electromagnetic energy. And then beyond like the power line, she can see the stars in the sky. And so this is maybe the beginning of her transformation into photon or spectrum. I believe were the two that they said, Uh, I don't know. Okay. Carrying back on inside the hex, Darcy and Vision are driving along, uh, and she fills him uh, in on what happened, what, who he is, what happened with him, what his deal is, what's going on to this point, or what we what we know, and um, they note that there's a lot of red lights, and it goes to a Vision interview where the van is stopped or the the truck is stopped, and Vision's sitting outside of it, and he's like. I'm starting to think that these impediments, Wanda is creating these impediments to stop me from returning home. You might be right, Vision, but it might not be Wanda creating these impediments. And then the red light uh, clears and they're able to go. It's a green light, but then a construction crew moves off in front of their van. And uh, Vision kind of clarifies with Darcy. He's like, okay, so let me get this straight. My personality comes from a character named Jarvis. But then my corporeal form was supposed to be the body of the entity Ultron. And she's like, yeah, that's basically basically sums it up. But she confirms for Vision that he, his and, and Wanda's love is real. 
and that they belong together. And there's something about, I know I've said in, in previous podcast episodes, how just absolutely creepy, like their relationship is just because of the age different difference of the actor and actress. It just, for whatever reason, kind of creeps me out. But there's also uh, a part of it that is like, it's very romantic. It's very Shakespearean in its, I, I guess, just unrelenting tragedy between the two. Uh, and then in the hex as well, now that Monica's in the hex, she confronts Wanda. She goes to Wanda's house and she tries to tell Wanda what's going on with Hayward and Vision. And Wanda is not having it. She's like, what are you doing here? You need to leave. And she like wraps her up in her Wanda magic and blasts her out the door and up into the air. Um, and then Monica's like, I'm your friend. Stop. Don't do this. Don't do this. And Wanda's not, she's not having it. This time she's not going to blast her out though. Instead, she decides to deliver her to the ground in a hurry. And so she's going to slam her down with her magic and she goes to slam her down. But Monica activates her powers and now they kind of cushion the fall and Wanda's like, Ooh, this is a new development. She doesn't say that, but you know, her eyes tell, tell of the tension that potentially exists between these two super powered people. Um, Monica persists and she says, don't let Hayward make you the villain that they think that you are. You've got to, you've got to resist this. You've got to do what you can to reverse this. And they seem like they start connecting and then you see a window shade move in a house adjacent. And Agnes, uh, she comes up, up to the confrontation and she says, Oh, uh, why don't you come with me, Wanda? And then she looks at Monica and she's like, You need to go. You, you can't be here anymore. And Wanda goes with Agnes. And uh, Monica says, You, you got to take down the hex. And Wanda turns around with her gritted teeth and she says, No. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do that. Um, so then it goes back to Darcy and Vision as construction finally clears in front of them so they can get to driving again. Uh, a group of school children get in their way and they walk in front of them. And uh, then Vision, he's in the interview again. And he's he's talking about you know things that he's only just now realizing. And then he's like, wait, what am I doing here in this interview? What is this? And he takes them... <laughs> He takes the microphone off of his lapel and he throws it down and he gets hit by the boom mic and then he flies out of the truck and Darcy's like, well, I guess I'll meet you. guess I'll meet you at, at your house. Uh, and then back over at Agnes's house, um, Agnes offers some tea to Wanda being a good neighbor that she is. And, um, what, 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 what happens then? <laughs> I'm sorry. I've completely lost my place. Uh, she offers some tea to Wanda and Wanda, well, she's, well, Agnes is in getting tea. She sees some partly eaten sandwiches, um, on the, on the table with some glasses and she looks up and there's cartoons playing on the TV and she turns back to Agnes and she says, you know, where are the kids? And Agnes says, well, they're probably in the basement playing. Now I saw a lot of people online talking about, why would these kids be playing in the basement? And as a child that often played in the basement, I don't get your befuddlement. I don't get your confusion. The basement is a fine place to play. I mean, as long as you have all the lights on, because it can also be a very spooky place. But she says they're probably playing down in the basement. So Wanda gets up, goes to the basement, 
Uh, and as she gets further and further into the basement, there's these this root system that's growing out of the walls. And then the walls are slowly becoming uh, like, a, like a brick and mortar setup and less, you know, modern household basement sort, sort of stuff. And uh, she goes in this basement. She sees there's like this, it's like a castle down there. And there's these archways. And then she sees this, there's a, a cabinet with what looks to be like skulls in it. And there's a, a glowing book that seems to have fire protruding from its edge, edges. And um, then Agnes comes in. And she says, Wanda, 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 you didn't think you were the only magical girl in town. And she uses uh, a purple magic to close the door to this dungeon area. And uh, then she shoots her purple magic into Wanda's eyes and quickly overtakes her. And then we get the theme song <laughs> and the, the big reveal that Agatha was behind the whole thing the whole while. And uh, it's a, a really good song and, and people on the Internet are very excited about it because supposedly, as the kids say, it really it really slaps. Uh, then there is. Um, oh, it, it goes through all of the different the different scenes that she played pivotal roles in, like it shows her showing up for the first time. It shows her um, manipulating Herb with her magic. It shows the Quicksilver reveal that we were all so excited about back in, what was that, episode four? Episode five? Must have been episode five. Uh, and then she was sitting on the lawn drinking some wine, just whirling her magic around. And then that um, that time when they were all at that uh, organization or, or planning committee meeting, and she was whipping her magic up as they were doing their magic show in front. And then the song ends and she's holding Sparky and she's like, and I killed Sparky too. And then I've been keeping an eye out for it every single episode. But at the end of this episode, I scanned uh, the, the track bar and I found after the credits, sure enough, we had our first mid credit scene or end credit scene, I guess, however you want to look at it. And Monica is looking around Agnes's house for a way in and... While she is doing that, she opens up these doors to the cellar and she sees all of these purple roots. Now, uh, her, her eyes then glaze over purple and you look back up at Monica's face and next to her is Quicksilver, is Pietro. And she looks up at him very, oh no, he, he says, Snooper's gonna snoop. And she looks up at him very surprised. And then that's where it once again cuts to black. And we have to wait another agonizing six days before the next episode of WandaVision. <sighs> so that's the episode. Now we're going to get on to some of the conspiratorial theories that I've caught on the Internet and some things that I think about the episode as well. Uh, the first thing is everyone is right. Agnes was Agatha Harkness. And so that was kind of a, it was, it wasn't as satisfying a reveal had no one kind of surmised that or thought about that beforehand. However, it was satisfying to know that the MCU is not shying away from more magical aspects and they're not just going to write it off as being like, Oh yeah, Wanda was behind this whole thing. 
and there not really be a villain in this. Now, do I think Agatha is the true villain of WandaVision? No, I don't. I don't. I, there's someone else or some more people else. More people else? I don't know what I'm talking about, but she was not alone. Uh, she did, however, trick me because I was of the crowd. You know, I was following the group. I was following the herd right off the cliff. All of us lemmings thinking that Agnes was Agatha Harkness. But then in the spooktacular, when she had her interaction with Vision and Vision seemingly broke her out of the mind trap, I was like, oh, well, I guess I guess she's just another another person. Because prior to that, I was thinking, man, she's being very helpful to Wanda. And she seems less controlled than the rest of the townspeople. Like when Norm was broken out of his trance, he was broken out. He was a trapped man. But Agnes was asking for cut scenes and everything else. Like she was like, should we redo this? Should we redo this take? So I think or I, <laughs> I know that the producers did a very good job in at least fooling uh, this man about Agnes's true identity. Uh, we also saw that the interviewer was who was asking Wanda that question. Do you think this is what you deserve? Uh, there was someone online who mapped out that audio. They took that audio clip and I can't remember what they did with it. They increased the frequency or decreased the frequency or sped it up, slowed it down, deepened it or lightened it up or whatever they did. I'm not an audio person, but when they did that, sure as shit, it was uh, Agnes's voice who said that, and that it was just a manipulated uh, voice track. So, uh, wonderful, wonderful thing there. So, just a reminder who Agatha Harkness is. She is a witch who escaped the Salem witch trials way, way back in the day. And I think she may have had help from a demon, may have had help from Mephisto in doing such. And maybe that's why she owes him a favor now if we see Mephisto again. One of the best memes that's come out of this is everything, everyone, every plot point is Mephisto. And so I don't want that to end. But uh, at one point in the comic books, she was uh, the nanny to Franklin Richards, the son of uh, Sue Storm and, and Reed Richards. And she has been a mentor to Wanda. And in the comics, after her children were taken which may happen in this show. We'll see. We'll see what kind of balls Kevin Feige's got on him. Uh, after her children were taken by Mephisto, Agatha helped Wanda forget that. And she may have helped them come back. Uh, she may have helped the children return as well. I'm not entirely sure because I haven't read the comics. All of this stuff I'm getting off the wiki and I am enjoying the mystery surrounding the show absolutely and entirely. So what happened... Uh, to Billy and Tommy is my question. In the comics, you know, Mephisto came to collect because they were actually parts of his demon soul that Agatha had used to help Wanda become pregnant. So they come to collect. And if you remember in earlier episodes, I think it was episode two or three at that planning committee meeting where they all said for the children in in concert. There was the whole, everybody was saying, we're doing it for the children. And then everyone would go, for the children. And so, are these the children that were prophesized? And then the prophecy delivered? And then the children delivered? I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to wait. Um, 
And who is Ralph? I mean, I mean, really. Let's let's seriously get Ralph out there. Is Pietro Ralph? Is Senior Scratchy Ralph? Is Mephisto Ralph? And recently, I don't even have this in my notes, so I want to make sure I remember it before I forget. But I I saw another theory uh, online that there's a there's a book that was showcased pretty heavily in the scene between Wanda and Agatha that a lot of people are thinking is the Darkhold, which is a I guess like a spellcasting book, uh, the Book of Sins, the Book of Spells in the comics, and is Agatha maybe making good on a deal that she has to free a Mephisto-type character or a Nightmare-type character with the Darkhold. I don't know. There was a... (laughs) I thought was a fly, but a lot of people on the internet immediately uh, said, no, this is a, a cicada. And it was on the curtain when Wanda was waiting in the living room. Now, we talked about on episodes previous how in the comics, Mephisto was oftentimes, he was represented by flies. And so in that episode with the beekeeper, by the way, where is the beekeeper? We still haven't had a resolution. Is, is he just another resident in the town now? I would guess that's probably it. Unless he's important, I don't know if he is. And also, where is Jimmy Woo's eyewitness that was in the witness protection program? What happened to that guy? Hmm? I don't know. Um, But the fly reference is for Mephisto. And since that fly was so heavily featured, either the MCU is really dangling out this carrot on the stick and teasing us, or we we get Mephisto here in the next next couple weeks. I'm very excited for either because just this part alone is fun. I had a discussion today with my children about this thing about WandaVision because they're both heavily invested now. And I asked my son, I said, what do you think is going to happen now? And he doesn't go on the wikis and look at this stuff. He says he thinks that Agatha is going to use Wanda to keep expanding the hex because in the hex, Wanda, under the control of Agatha, can have control of everyone. And so if she expands the hex all over the world, then Agatha, well, she can she can have control over everyone in the world. And so, you know, without knowing the comics, I think that's a wonderful theory, my dear boy. Uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen, or at least it'll probably happen in a different way if it does. Um, but it's pretty interesting. My, my daughter, I asked her what... She thought was going to no, I asked her uh, if she thought Wanda was a good guy or a bad guy. And bless her, her sweet little heart. She said, she said, I don't know. That's a tough one. I think she's good. I think she's a good person. So we'll see, sweetheart. We'll see if uh, we'll see what happens with these with these characters here. Um, one thing that was pointed out to me online and I've been watching a lot of a lot of theories. There's uh, some really good folks on TikTok that do these bite-sized segments. Uh, one of them, Straw Hat Goofy, he he does really good ones. And there's two other people that I'm really interested in. Um, gosh, who are these people? Who are these people? I don't know. Um, but I uh, I've been watching them, and they give these little nice little bite-sized seg. I did it again. I told you I wouldn't do that thing again, but I did it again. So the Nexus commercial, uh, 
No, 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 not the Nexus commercial. The thing that I heard that I have to share with you is the aspect ratio change from inside versus outside the hex. Now, when we're outside the hex, reality, regular reality with Hayward and Jimmy Woo and, and, and the rest of Monica's liaisons that they met up with, the aspect ratio has uh, the twin black bars on the top and on the bottom. But when you go inside the hex, when you're, you're in the scenes inside, those bars are gone and it's full screen. Now, when Wanda was walking into the dungeon, was walking into Agatha's basement, the aspect ratio slowly changed from full screen to inside the show, inside the hex, to that narrow, widescreen, smaller aspect ratio format that we see outside of the hex. And so, does that mean that that is a castle, a dungeon that exists in real MCU life <laughs> versus WandaVision, Westview, altered reality life? I don't know. So the Nexus commercial. All right. So I had to do some reading on this one because I, I was like, I don't even know what is, what could Nexus possibly mean? Um, it could be a reference in the comics. There's this thing called the Nexus of all realities. And it's a place where uh, dimensions meet. It's like a hub for the multiverse. And so could that mean that they are developing uh the multiverse, which we think that they're doing anyway because WandaVision is supposed to lead directly into Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. But could this be could this be the Nexus? Wanda also could be referenced as a Nexus being, which she is in the comics, apparently. And so that means she is one of these beings that has the ability to alter fundamental probabilities and rewrite reality, which we've seen her do already in this show. And so it could just be in reference to her being one of these types of trans dimensional spirits or beings. Uh, and then, you know, the implications are that Wanda maybe herself or maybe through this hub that she's created will be able to potentially interact with other realities, which still leaves the question of who in the hell Pietro is. Is he really the the Pietro from the X-Men universe? Did Agatha pluck him out just because she needed a template for her brother and that was the only live one that she could find, yet that's why he didn't have all the answers and know about their her childhood or really know how he died or why he even knew Vision died because he shouldn't have known that because Pietro died before uh, Vision was killed in Infinity War. Vision has been pushed away from the children and the the idea that Wanda is creating these impediments is one that I don't buy. If anyone's making impediments, it's probably Agatha so she can get Wanda alone or Wanda and the children alone or just the children alone. That I love the I love the snoopers going to snoop. <laughs> line at the end of it with Quicksilver. Okay, this is not this has nothing to do with WandaVision, but it's kind of a funny story. So we we were down in Las Vegas. It was my wife, myself, and my cousin and his wife. And we we were driving around and I'm from Alaska, so like 
I don't know where we were, but we saw this huge array of solar panels and we were like, whoa, a solar power uh, plant. That's pretty cool. Let's go check that out. So we went, we went to go check it out and <laughs> we pulled in the road and the road had these little tiny fences. This little side road had these tiny fences about two or three feet tall and a sign that said turtles in the area. And we were like, oh, sweet. There's some wild turtles out here. Let's drive slow and see if we can see any. And we drove all the entire length of the little dirt road uh, to the power plant and we couldn't see any uh, couldn't see any turtles. So we we're kind of bummed about that. But we got up to the power plant and we pulled up and there <laughs> there was a security guard sitting in his truck and he got out and stopped us, you know, and came down. And he's like, hey, what? Well, <laughs> I got to see if I can do the voice. He had a, a wonderful this is the beautiful lisp. And he came up and he said, hey, where are you guys headed? We were like, well, we were hoping to see the, see the power plant. You know, we haven't, haven't seen a solar power plant before. This is pretty, pretty interesting, pretty neat. And he said, oh, I'm Thawi. You can't come onto the property. This over here is my property. You can't come on it. And we said, oh, that's, that's fine. You know, have you, have you seen any turtles though? Cause we saw the sign. We were looking for turtles. If we can't come onto the plant, we'd love to see some turtles. Have you seen any around? He said, Oh, I haven't seen any twiddles here in a long time. Now, I don't care what you do out there. That's not my property. But in here's my property. And I haven't seen any turtles. And I haven't seen any turtles on my property. <laughs> we said, okay, man. We'll have a good day. You know, and we left. And we're driving back down this road. And everyone is perfectly quiet. No one's saying a word. And then my, co my cousin, he, he goes, we got a 1020 on some turtle snoopers in the area. We got some turtle snoopers over here. <laughs> anyway, that has nothing to do with just uh, snoopers going to snoop reminded me of the man who stopped us from snooping the turtles. Uh, so the dark hold book um, we saw in Dr. Strange again, I can't, I can't credit this to myself because I've been watching a lot of theories and ideas about this show online, but we saw in Dr. Strange in the library where he rented out all those books to practice his magic, there was a book missing. So a lot of people are saying that this book came from that library. A lot of, a lot of people are saying that this book is the dark hold, which in the Marvel comics is this, you know, kind of, um, time and space bending book. Like I said, book of spells, book of sins. And it is the same book potentially. We don't know if it's the dark hold yet, that is in the um, the uh, other show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the old ABC show that was on, that Kevin Feige has said has no canonical connection to the MCU, but they used a lot of the assets, characters, plots that came out of the MCU in that show, and that was where the Ghost Rider was in, and they actually got a hold of the Darkhold, and it was a pretty big arc in the series. I mean, now we got we got real marvel television now so agents of shield as good as you could have been you're not going to be as good as you could be i don't know what that means i don't know what any of that means are we going to see an agents of shield connection is this going to link up both the agents of shield universe the netflix universe and the inhumans universe or anything else maybe the old ghost rider maybe nikki cage is going to drop by i don't know uh i think we still have yet to meet 
Monica's engineer friend. And this is one of the theories that Straw Hat Goofy was talking about. Um, He says, he seems to think that there's still an opportunity for us to meet a Reed Richards. And if that were the case, I would be very, very excited about it. I'm not a fan of the idea of this, this major being the engineer that she knows. Now, Straw Hat Goofy posits that this is like Reed Richards is a busy man. He's a very smart man. He's got a lot of projects going on all the time and he can't be bothered to personally follow up on every single one of his projects. And so he's got a team of people that he sent out to take care of this favor that he had for Monica. So people are saying that it could be Reed Richards. It could be Hank McCoy beast. Um, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see if maybe that was, maybe that was it. Maybe we all read, read too much into it and we all need to get a life. I mean, that could be as well. There was a teaser episode, uh, for episode eight that showcased Dr. Strange walking up the stairs there at the sanctum, 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 sanctorum, sanctorum, sanctum, sanctorum. I did it. I did it right. Um, so will we finally get some crossover into what will be his movie? the multiverse of madness. There's also some, uh, Ultron potential possibilities because I've always said that it would be great if Ultron backed himself up because he could be such an easy recurring character. One, he's CG and two, he, uh, I mean, he's a computer, so he can just show up whenever he's got a plausible reason for being back. And so Hayward, you know, being Ultron's alter ego in the comics really could lend itself to Ultron. Maybe Ultron buried his personality somewhere within Vision. And that's one of the reasons Hayward's trying to get him back because he's trying to get that protective program that Tony Stark was trying to build when he said he wanted to build a shield around the world. Uh, We still don't have any answers in regards to what Monica's relationship is with Captain Marvel. And hopefully she'll be back in, in Captain Marvel 2. And then, uh, yeah, the, in the office opening, there was that one ransom note that said, I know what you're doing, Wanda. And a lot of people are saying that that is Doctor Strange who is reaching out to Wanda. It could be. And then there's, been, oh, geez, Louise, holy cow, smashing myself up against the wall. That's not right. Uh, there has been a lot of talk. Who said it? Was it Elizabeth Olsen that said it, that they were going to have a Luke Skywalker level cameo in the show? And a lot of people are thinking that was not Evan Peters as Quicksilver. Um, And then Paul Bettany had an interview. I can't remember who he interviewed with, but he said that it was someone that he has been dying to work with for a long time and that they really have chemistry they really have sparks they really hit it off and so it was not I think it was confirmed that it was not Dr. Strange and it was not Evan Peters and so people are assuming X-Men crossover they're thinking Ian McKellen or or um, uh, what's his name Michael Fassbender for Magneto or maybe Patrick Stewart or James McAvoy for uh, Magneto. Uh, maybe Kelsey Grammer as Beast. Some people have said Hugh Jackman 
as Logan. One that I heard recently is Deadpool, which would be great because he is that's kind of his deal is that meta humor, that meta storytelling, fourth wall breaking stuff. And so he would fit in right here in kind of this introduction to the expansion of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ah, those are all the theories that I've heard so far. Now, I want to talk about two theories that I have. One of them uh, has to do with the content of the episode. Another one has to do with the stylize, the stylization of the next episode. And so this is my hope for the next episode. Do I think it'll really happen? No, probably not. But this is my guess. Since we're going up by decade, as far as the sitcom shows uh, go, and we just had the, you know, the mockumentary style of the early 2000s, um, 2010. We just got this last decade, this one that we just finished, you know, moments ago, just, just a couple months ago. Uh, I think it would be amazing if Wanda ended up on a platform like this. Like she was a podcaster or a, a vlogger, or maybe she was a a Twitch streamer. Maybe she did let's plays with video games, had her little picture up in the corner and was describing as she was playing a call of duty type game. I think that would be amazing. I think it would fit with the timelines. And if they continue to do the show within a show thing, I think that should be the last show before the last episode of WandaVision, uh, which will most definitely be the big finale and then the big cliffhanger that's going to lead us into the rest of phase four. So that's what I think about the style of the show. Now, as for a, a plot theory, I think that Agatha is doing all of this to help Wanda. I think all along she has been far too sympathetic a character to have been the big bad all along. And though we've had some malicious things happen, even to include her killing Sparky, yet in the comics, I think there was a reason she killed a dog or a cat, and it was to brew some kind of potion to help her see the future or something else. I just can't, just like I I didn't want to believe that she was a regular townsperson, which I did. You got me, Marvel. (laughs) That conversation with Vision is what did me, and you bastards. That wasn't fair. That was cheating. Um... I think the reveal of her as Agatha Harkness was just a little bit too early for her to be the villain of the show, or at least the main antagonist of the show. I think that she is a double agent. I think that though, and and maybe it's just that actor is so dang charming that I, I think that she should continue being a good guy and continue being in the MCU, but I think she's a double agent. I think... If she's working for Mephisto or Nightmare or uh, Doromamu or whoever else, I think she should betray him. Like, I know the shows are written and filmed and produced and ready ready in the bag to go, but I think, I think Agatha should betray them and be Wanda's friend. That's my, that's my ardent hope. That's it for the episode. I... I'm loving this show. I am so excited about it. If you have a theory that I have not talked about, I want to hear it. If you have a theory 
that maybe isn't even your theory, but you heard it on TikTok or on Facebook or on Twitter or on YouTube or somewhere else in the deep, dark reaches of the internet. I want to hear it. I want to know about it because that's the funnest part of this show. It's so good. And when it's done, it will be what it is. But right now it can be anything. So I want to hear, I want to hear what you have to think uh, about this show. As always, thank you so much for listening. You can do us a great big favor by leaving a review on your streamer of choice to include Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review over there. Then that way, the algorithm can make its way outside of the hex, beat Ultron in the mainframe, and then cause us to be, I don't know, I guess pushed onto other listeners, expand our viewership. And that's why we're doing this anyway. We want to become rich and famous and we want to we want to get our word and our personalities out there and quit our day jobs. Of course, we want to do all that. But also, we want to talk to you about WandaVision rumors. So leave us a review. You can also uh, contact us uh, at Facebook and at Twitter at Culture Jacked. Or you can send us an email uh, at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com uh, make sure you stay tuned for our other shows we've got great shows on Monday the Monday Madness show we've got a great show on Friday the Friday show and more to come on the Culture Jack podcast so with all that being said we'll see you next week on today's episode